Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time now for farming. Afternoon, Mairead. Uh, how's Afternoon, it, Sean. How's it looking in your part of the world? Well, how is the weather? It's bright and it's sunny and it's cold and you'd want the winter knickers on now, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather, only... I, I thought I'd put a visual in your head there. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, for that so much. Uh, and uh, the, uh, and what are you seeing happening? Wildlife, are there, uh, have you, you have a robin, those, don't uh, you? Yeah, we were, we have a long rows of ghosts hedge, and it produces uh, hips the size of small cherry tomatoes. And uh, the, the birds completely ignored it all through September, all through October, and most of November. But they're out in force now, and they have it cleared. So it just shows the importance of planting. If you're going to plant anything in your garden this spring, have a thought for the birds, and have some maybe for blossom on whatever you're planting, uh, for for the butterflies, and you know you've got your hips then for the for the um for for the rest of them for the for the winter for the when the weather gets really bad, and there's lots to choose from like there's hollies and roses and petoniasters and uh, chestnut trees and hawthorns like there's a list of li- li- length of your arm, and if you ask at any good um, uh, garden centre, they'll certainly come up with uh, examples for you. But it's lovely to see the birds and. We're we're robins are very territorial, but we've loaded them around, and they're so methodical when it comes to them and the thrushes. When it comes to picking up the grubs and everything under fallen leaves, and I was watching a, a bunch of them, and they kind of picked a patch of ground about the size of a sitting room or a kitchen, and they went through every bit of it methodically and turned over every leaf in the place. Mm-hmm. So it's good as well. Don't be pushing you know, c- collecting all those leaves immediately. Leave them out there and uh, the birds will always find something underneath them that will help them get through the winter as well. Oh, God, I'm, I'm so glad you told me that because uh, I'm sick of raking the feckin' leaves in the back garden anyway. No, there's me... no, what's, they're grand. They're not doing anything any harm. No, they're take not, them up no. later. Yeah. And uh, now, okay, all right, if people might be inclined to slip on them on, you know, cement or <laughs> yes. tarmac. But when they're on the grass, they're grand. And, you know, if you ever just sit and watch a little bird go along and they turn it over, pick it up with their beak, turn it over, have a good look at it, on top on to the next piece. And, you know, they clear a patch. And, and you know, that that's what we really want to be doing now, rather than kind of having all this concrete and, um, you know, nothing there for the birds. So if you're planting anything, have a think of them and uh, get something with a flower or at least with berries. And good news for the future of farming in the country in the sense of uh, young people. Yeah, you'd think now, wouldn't you, with all the, the worries like, I mean, COVID, carbon, cap, the common agricultural policy, you know, that there'd be enough going on there and young people, men, boys and girls but would be saying to themselves, this isn't a career we want to get into. There's going to be a rough future for it. But actually, Chagask have announced figures that show, and Chagas is the National Training and Research Agency for Agriculture in the country. And they say that the um, uptake of their part-time and distant Green Cert courses grew by 60% in 2021 this year. Um, nearly 1,900 students participated, and it was up 700 for the figure for the previous year for 2000. And then apart from those ones, now they're doing the Green Cert, which is the kind of the minimum thing you need to be able to take on a farm nowadays. Um, but another hundred, over 1,000 were working, were doing full-time courses, level five and level six courses, and they were up from the previous year and that doesn't take into account all the young people who are studying agricultural science or 
you know, horticulture or the multitude of different degree courses at university and technical university um, sites. So there's certainly plenty of them getting into it. And, and what they find is that um, there's a big diversity among the students. A lot of them maybe have completed education courses or degree courses already, and they're now getting their farming qualification. But the vast majority of them really want to come back to full-time farming. And equine and horticulture courses are proven very, very popular. And, um, and the other course that's work, working very well is the farm manager course. It's proving, proving popular. And here, a big number of the students do, are not from farming backgrounds at all, but they want to make the farming their career and, um, and they're getting into the whole farm management end of the business. And there's certainly plenty of opportunities for that in the country at the moment. So if you wanted to find out more, www.chagas.ie, I presume you'd probably put forward slope, slope uh, dash there, um, education. Um, if you want to get know more about the courses, because they're already filling up for next year. So yeah, good that's, news now. Well, that, that's that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, but if you don't have young people coming into farming, what is it? It's nothing. It's a dying industry. Yeah. You know, it has to be attractive enough. And, and, and one of the things that really is making farming very attractive for people now is how technology is beginning to come to the fore. You know, you know we, we invented the tractor and we didn't do an awful lot more with it, you know, for the last hundred years, except maybe well, it was upgraded, of course. But what are the other things that are happening? And I have a list of them here. And uh, it's, it's very interesting, actually. Uh, and yeah, the, the the drone thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I, I'm a I'm a great believer in science and the human ability to solve problems. And I've mentioned this book before on the show. And if you're trying to get a stocking filler for Christmas, and you have somebody in the family who's very worried about life and the way the world is going, and you know, will we be here at all in a hundred years? Can I heartily recommend um, Noah Hawari Harari H A R A R I's sapiens book it's called sapiens and it really you know shows how ingenious the human beings are human beings are when they put their thinking caps on and work together and we see that with the, the covid vac vaccinations but one of the the things that they're looking at is there's a shortage of labor across the tillage sector not just in ireland but you know in big tillage areas like france and england and canada they just can't get the people to to work the tractors and tillage kind of includes barley and wheat and oats, all the cereal crops. And working on those kind of, um, in those sectors, you're, there's a lot of tractors going up and down fields for hours on end, up and down and up and down. Anyone who watched Jeremy Toxin's programme will see, see that that was going on, you know, that that's what happens. But now a new crop management drone of all things looks like putting an end to this and um, it's a report that I read there by Niall Horson in the Family Independent. And it's called the Zena drone. And it uses um, advanced camera and computer vision to monitor and treat crops. So instead of having to go in and treat everything because, you know, you, you, know, you don't know where and exactly it's wrong, this drone is able to identify... Oh. That's that's hilarious because uh, uh, and uh, was talk was talking about uh, the use of technology uh, in farms and uh, uh, then we were going to actually there was a couple of other things we were going to talk about uh, that were to do with the use of technology in farms uh, and then the technology completely collapsed on us so uh, what do we do uh, is, is she gone do we know will she ever come back Mairead, are okay. you there 
I'm here. You're yes, there. You're right. back. Thank God for that. Uh, uh, just, All right. Just well, no, you're talking about te- you're a big believer in technology, and then the line went dead. <laughs> oh well, I'm a, a big believer in technology. Yeah, exactly. Well, isn't it ironic? That's now that's human make plan. Humans make plans, and God laughs. Isn't that what we say? Indeed. But yeah, but I was just t- uh, saying to your your listeners there that if you you know if you're a kind of a person who believes that the, the human race can manage and can get on and do things. Well, then, a book called Sapiens by Noah Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I, is a must-have um, stock and filler for Christmas. I heartily recommend it. It'll cheer you up no end when you listen to the newspaper reports and, and the, you know, the media yes. reports. But anyway, one of the things that's happened is that, you know, across the world, across the globe, there's a shortage of people working in tillage. And tillage is, covers crops like barley and wheat and oats. And you're talking about Canada and America and France and Germany and you know, we don't have huge amounts of it here. But the problem is with the work that has to be done, it's sitting in a tractor going up and down and up and down. And if you watch Jeremy Taxon's uh, programme, you'll see how much tractor work has to be done. But now a drone looks like putting an end to all of this, as uh, reported by Niall Horson in the Indo. And um, it's a Zena drone, and it uses advanced camera and computer vision to look and many monitor and treat crops. And it's expected to be in Ireland by the springtime. It's developed by a Canadian company, and the drone is two metres wide and has a maximum flight time of an hour, and it takes the same time to charge it. Now, it looks like a huge, big um, spider of a thing, but, um, it, but what it can do is it can monitor plant health and potential problems using this sen- sensor. And it hopes, what we hope with it now is that it will be able to reduce the use of pesticides and the drone will be able to go in and remove disease, spray and remove diseased plants, literally one by one. So it, um, it can, at a top speed, it can cover 100 acres an hour. It can do up to 1,000 acres a day, weather permitting, but it doesn't come cheap. You're looking at 35,000 for the drone, the charging pad, the base station and the software, plus uh, about 6,000 annual support fee. But nonetheless, the company is expecting to have about 30 drones operational in Ireland by the end of next year, with 15 staff supporting farmers by March. So that's an extraordinary um, development, really, that zones will actually be doing an awful lot of the work at so much more um, you know, efficiently and at less cost to the environment than if the work was being done by humans and tractors. That's a, that's a, that's a very interesting development. Uh, we'll leave it there, Mairead, though. Thanks a million uh, for talking with us. Uh, that was uh, Mairead Lavery there. Uh, and- Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.